This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, July 9th. This is episode 298. I'm Dan Ellis. Joined via Skype by Mr. Brian Duffy. <laughs> How you doing, I know, man? I knew my I knew my name this week. <laughs> no Matt again this week. Uh, got a message from him just prior to recording that said he's still needed more. He still needs more time to handle whatever he's handling, yeah. and that he would provide more detail later. I guess he said he's yeah. going to send us a message and let us know what's going on. So hopefully I mean, he's doing okay. Everything's going good. Yeah. Yeah. Worried about him, yeah. but yeah, that's all I know. I I don't, I don't know what else. I don't, I don't have any more information to share with anybody because he's had a lot going on lately. Yeah. What's new with you, man? Well, I, I did some, I did some rehabbing on the shop this week. Well, I know that you were doing yeah. some rearranging of the things to improve your workflow. Yeah, so I ended up, I got, when I got done, I got the uh, table saw built into my workbench. So it's more, you know, compact there. Mm. And then right before I came down here to start recording, the hose finally showed up that I ordered to finish off my dust collection system. Oh, are you, so, are you doing it like at all of your things or are you having like a mobile dust collector? Well, what, what are you doing? I kind of, I, I, uh, I set up a PVC piping along the side of the bench with ball valves on it mm -hmm. that go to certain pieces of equipment that I use all the time to leave them always hooked up. Mm -hmm. Then I got one that's just kind of loose where I can hook it into whatever I want to hook it into or clean off the top of the workstation. So it'll all be hooked into one big dust collector and uh yeah just some ball valves to turn on the side of the table to turn what on what i'm using and well, hopefully help cool. me keep cleanup down to a minimum and does it all just go to a shop vac no i actually i got i have a shop vac but i also had someone that had an old dust collector like when you hang on the wall mm. it's got that big bag that just inflates mm. so i got got one of them but it's like two which way it's like a quarter of the noise of an actual uh, shop back. <laughs> it's a lot quieter oh, nice. run, uh, for a while. But uh, hopefully that will, I'll still wear a mask when I'm working in the garage, but maybe I'll not have to wear one as often. Yeah. Because I'll have something actually sucking the dust up instead of it just all floating around me. Yeah. Like, like when I took a shower before I came down here too, I, I swear there was probably... There's probably at least a two by fours worth of uh, sawdust that came off me into the shower. <laughs> well, you said you've been out in the uh, out in the garage all day, right? Yeah, since about seven a.m. Wow, doing that, uh, doing a humidor with an epoxy live edge top on it. It's coming out pretty cool. Huh. So I'm I'm asking these questions because I have spent 
so much time over the last week. Um, you know, of course, work is super busy, but on top of that, you know, I barely have time to do work stuff and family stuff and then edit the show and get stuff ready for the show and post the show out and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I edited the show in a decent amount of time this week after recording, but then I posted the, the Patreon version of the show and kept forgetting to post out the regular version of the show. Oh. <laughs> so I, I, that didn't go out until yesterday, I want to say, because I just, okay. it was done, just sitting there. I just kept forgetting to post it out on out onto the interwebs. Um, but so, you know, the, of course, those two things keep me very busy. And then there's stuff with, uh, you know, my atheist activism stuff that also fills in a lot of time that I, and I just haven't had a whole lot of time to even spend on that lately. And then on top of that, I have decided that, you know, well, you, you've been to my house several times and we've been out in the backyard and everything that flight of steps that goes. So, so for our listening audience, I have a, a long porch that runs the entire, the, the entire, it runs the entire length of my house on the South side of the house. And from that, there's flight of stairs down into the backyard. And the flight of stairs that is there now is old and was really fucking terribly built when it was first installed. Mm -hmm. And so since we moved in, like when we first looked at the home, that was one of the things that we put on our offer was that, you know, hey, either need to knock some cost off so that we can get these stairs replaced or you need to replace them before we move in. And they agreed to knock off. It was like $500. And I was just like, eh, no big deal, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get it taken care of. And I put it off and I put it off. And then I tried contacting people to fix it last year and the year before. And just, I can't ever get anybody to come out. you like, I'll, I'll contact like home advisor or Angie's list and get a list of people. And then I call them and leave messages. And I think only one person has ever called me back. I've only ever had one person actually come out to give me a bid on building this flight of stairs. And the bid, (laughs) the bid that he gave me was over 5,000 fucking dollars to build, to build this set of stairs. It's, it's going to be, between seven and eight stairs, uh, uh, seven and eight steps up to the porch from ground level. And you can buy the pre-made, like, cut-out pieces at, like, Home Depot and Lowe's for cheap. <laughs> yeah, well, there are some unique challenges to this particular set of stairs. One being that a prior owner of this home decided to, to change the facade of huge portions of the home to be stucco. Uh, Mm. it is all brick underneath. And then they did stucco around, it's gotta be like 80% of the house. And when they did that, they it was just like a quick and dirty job. Like they just buried, they they buried cables in the stucco. Yeah. Yeah. They basically just anything that was outside the home, like all, you know, cable wires and shit like that. They just put the stucco over it and had, had the cables running out of the, stucco in various locations like telephone wires cable Uh, wires satellite all of that shit was just like you know run into the stucco and the same thing with like the ac all of the 
all of the stuff from the AC units outside coming into the house were just buried in the stucco. Yeah. Now, when they did the stairs, the stairs were clearly built before they did the stucco because they did the stucco just around <laughs> all the, the set of stairs there. So the wood for the stairs is like embedded in the stucco. So the stuc- okay. when it comes off, I'm going to have to do, or there's going to need to be some specialized work done to repair the stucco or to cover the giant holes in the stucco. Uh, so I figured, fuck it. I'm a pretty handy guy. I will just do it myself. The problem that I have there is that when I divorced my my ex-wife, in trying to make the transition as easy for the kids as possible, you know, I was awarded custody of the kids initially because she had or has a boatload of problems. And so the kids were living with me and she was living in the home right behind us. And that was that turned into a nightmare, like just all kinds of problems. Yeah. It's because her parents lived right behind us. They, they built, they bought oh, okay. the lot behind our house and had a home built there. And so, you know, after everything, with, that's still awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, after everything with, you know, me catching her and my best friend having sex in the yard after all that yeah. went down. And then she, you know, I, I, booted her out of the house and she just moved in with her parents right behind us. <laughs> and <laughs> Did so, she get a U-Haul truck to make the move? No, no. Just that would have been funny. Left most of the stuff in the house. Uh, well, and it was a sudden thing, right? Like I catch yeah. her and he and I get in this giant bloody fight and like I kick her out of the house that night. And it was tons of drama for a very long time. Long story short, when I finally, like, I needed to move out of there because it was just too much, right? Yeah. And so I moved with the kids to a different house. And when I moved, in order to make it as easy on the kids as possible, I moved, like, all of their stuff. I had a weekend to basically move everything in the house pretty much by myself. I had I had a little bit of help from a couple a friends. Friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My best friend wasn't around anymore. So. <laughs> so I had, I had some help from a couple friends, but mainly it was just me packing everything as fast as I could putting in the truck and moving it, you know, just into my shitty old truck that I had and moving it a truckload at a time. And like I say, in order to make it as, Smooth for the kids as possible. I moved all of their stuff and got all of their stuff set up in the new house um, while yeah. they were gone over the weekend. And then just figured, you know, I can go back for my stuff anytime. But I I wanted to make sure that when the kids came back from staying with their mom over the weekend, that I had their bedrooms. They were comfortable. Yeah, all of their, all of their stuff was there. Their rooms were all set up. You know, their beds put together. All of the stuff in the new house is put away. And, you know, it's they're just moving to a new house and it's all there. They're not going to have to work to set up their rooms or, you know, sift through or sort through boxes and try to find shit. And, you know, I figured I'll just take like the clothes on my back and a few changes of clothes and a few other odds and ends and leave most of my stuff there. Anyway, so I get all their stuff set up and, you know, they, they come back, we spend the week together, whatever. And I go to the house to get my stuff. A few days later, I think it was like Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And apparently on the either the day that my ex brought the kids back to 
the new house or the next day she called a locksmith and had them open the house because I changed the locks on the house. So she called a locksmith, told them, you know, this is my house, had them get into the house. And then she stole all of my shit, <laughs> like my clothes, oh. my shoes, all of my tools, like all of my tools, everything that was out in the garage she took. And Gone. all of those are now property of her current husband. <laughs> it really sucked for a long time. I'd go over, I'd go over and pick up the kids and see all of my tools hanging on his garage wall. And, you know, very or obviously my tools because, shoes. because they have my name engraved into the wrenches and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, so my problem in replacing the stairs is that I have to buy all of my tools again, but it's going to be a lot of work. So I've been having, yeah. you know, spending hours looking at the best tools to get for, you know, the value and what I can afford to spend on them. So buying tools, having them delivered, reading the instructions, getting them set up, trying to buy supplies for the stairs, looking at building code. Like it's just been a whirlwind of me learning new shit and updating my knowledge on a bunch of shit this week. So I'm pretty excited about it. Like every day as new tools arrive, <laughs> I'm just like, Ooh, look at this one. Look how shiny and pretty and nice. And, yeah. What can I make? What can I make? Downloading manuals and uploading them to my Google Drive so I can just have them on my tablet or phone while I'm out in the yard and doing stuff. And yeah, I'm pretty excited. You're, to... you're going to be just like me pretty soon. You're going to be in the garage being like, okay, so this week I'm going to build this. <laughs> well, so tomorrow probably I will be going and getting like a thousand pounds of gravel and a thousand pounds of concrete oh. so that I can make the pad like the the stairs in the backyard now are so fucking terrible they're not even resting on anything they're just they're not attached to anything they're just they're they're on the dirt and it looks like at one time they tried to use you know we've got those pavers out there for the for the back yeah. patio and it looks like they tried to use some of those pavers to put under the stairs or to have the stairs rest on those but they they didn't they didn't put in they didn't install the pavers appropriately they didn't put anything under them it's just so like the stairs you can lift them up and move them <laughs> left and right oh. i found that out oh just over this last week like well how are these even attached to anything and the answer is that they're fucking not they're not yeah <laughs> which is probably a big reason or one of the big reasons why the boards are rotting and warping so terribly now but like there's you know the they didn't even use more than one one support on either side of the stairs. You know, it's almost a four foot span of stairs with no support in the center. So they're always, they've always been really spongy. And like, it's just whoever did it is a fucking Not terrible carpenter. Yeah. Awful, awful work. That's what I'll be doing this weekend is buying the materials. And maybe if, if I can get the stairs dismantled and buy the materials and get them home and excavate, maybe I'll pour some concrete this weekend, but I doubt it. It'll probably be next weekend. And I'll be at work where it's supposed to be triple digits. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the other thing that's going to be yeah. fucking awesome about doing all of this is that, you know, I'll be doing it at the end of July <laughs> in Utah yeah. with temperatures in, you know, near near 100 or over 100, I'm sure. The thermostat at work last week hit 100 degrees. Yeah, it's, I think the high today was, like was 97 here. humidity. Yeah. Not yeah. bueno. So, but I don't know. It's, it's fun. Like I haven't done any construction projects for a little while. So 
I'm kind of excited about it. Bought a bunch of tools, a bunch of new stuff, new new toys that I get to play with. And, oh yeah. And then, like, even by having to buy all of these tools and all of these materials, I, I'm still going to come in at less than half of what I was quoted to have somebody else do it for me. <laughs> so, and you get to keep the tools. Yeah, and then I get then I have all of these great <laughs> new tools, and and so I've been you know, piecing this all out and figure that I'm going to turn half of the garage into a workshop. So it's going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't done woodworking for a while. So, and I miss it. So I can teach you how to do dovetail joints. Oh yeah. I've been getting really good at them. <laughs> well, welcome to woodworking with Ryan and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> should we, should we... Yeah, if you guys haven't noticed, we've changed the show around a little bit. <laughs> should we uh, talk about some news and atheism stuff after this? Okay. All right. We'll do that in a minute. I blame tribulation Trump because he's a demon. Yes. This is Phil Ferguson of the cleverly titled The Phil Ferguson Show, and thank God you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Holy shit, Ryan. I didn't do it. (laughs) So I was looking at the coronavirus numbers globally and here in the United States. And I know that, you know, I've been, I've been super busy over the last week. Right. So I haven't been on social media very much at all over the past few days. Anyway, it's still shit. And I've been listening to the news in fits and starts here and there, like between little things like while I'm at lunch or, you know, listening to podcasts while I'm in the shower or whatever. And so I know that our coronavirus numbers have gotten way out of control, right? They're, they're yes. ballooning all across the United States. And, and it's not because we're doing more testing. No, no, we're, it's not just a question of testing because we have, I was watching the news last night, I think during dinner and saw a report about Arizona and that, yeah their percentage of positive tests is ridiculously high. It was like 28% or something like that. Like 28% of the people who are being tested or even more than that are, are positive for a coronavirus. And I I think Arizona is one of the States where they said that they, they've increased testing by like 130%, but the positive, but they're getting like a 1000% increase Oh yeah. Well, and the, their numbers right now are worse than at the peak of New York's crisis. Yeah. Right. So as as bad as things got in New York, things, you know, months ago, things right now are worse in Arizona than they were in New York. And Arizona doesn't have the same population density that they had in, in New York. No. And I just, I, I was blown away. Like, how is how is that a thing, especially in a state during the middle of summer where, you know, prior to the summer rolling around, Trump and all of his crony dipshit motherfuckers were saying that, oh, yeah, once the warmer weather rolls around, this is just going to, you know, go yeah. away. It's it's disappear. all just going to it's going to magically disappear. It'll be gone. The warmer weather will help keep it at bay. Can you imagine if the weather were colder? I mean, is is that even a thing that we should 
should think anymore that like warm weather will help stifle Kill. the spread of the virus no. because it sure the fuck hasn't happened in a lot of the states currently right it's it's well, it's worse now than it was then I, I even i even said when people were were saying yeah we'll also die off in the summer it's like this disease came from bats who usually run a fever like they have high body temperatures the hot blooded. So it's not killing. It's not dying off in them. It came from them and it did quite well in hot body temperatures. Seems to be doing pretty so, well in warm temperatures here in the U S and across the rest of the globe. Yeah. So, so it's like that, that, that notion dead, dead yeah. in the water. Yeah. Well, fuck. I, 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 I mean, I guess at this point we can only hope that that idea is a failed idea because if it is still true and we're still seeing spread like this, can you imagine how fucking bad it's going to be in the fall and winter? It's going to be worse. Like, holy shit. I, I, I just, I can't imagine how awful things will be, especially when we have such ineffectual and weak leadership at the highest levels of our government. Right. So I, I was, I was looking at some of the numbers the other day and I realized that the United States coronavirus problem is the worst. We're the worst country on the face of the fucking planet for dealing with this, right? The, because the, we have the worst leadership. Yeah. The United States is number one in something finally again, and it's for having <laughs> the worst numbers for the coronavirus. We're, yeah. we're number one at having the shittiest record as far as making sure our populace isn't infected with this often deadly disease, which... Make America great again. It's been three and a half years of a fucking clown show. And the way in which he's made America great again is to make it the worst. It's the fucking worst place to be right now for the virus. He wants to make America great again, like 1918. (laughs) So before we started recording this segment, we just started looking at some of the numbers, right? So the total population of the world is right around... 7.6 7.6 it's between 7.5 and 7.8 billion people on the face of the planet depending on what source you're looking at i am looking at the oh what site was that that i pulled it from it's census.gov slash pop clock mm-hmm. and this lists the population for the united states and the world population it says right now the world population is 7.662 billion people. The U.S. population is 329,925,000 people and change. So less than 330 million people with 7, 7.6, more than 7.6 billion people worldwide, which means that the United States, the entire population of the United States is just 4.3% of the global population, right? 4.3% of the global population. Now, when we look at percentage, yeah, when we look at coronavirus numbers, the total confirmed cases globally are just over 12 million, 300 or 3,165,000 of which are here in the United States, which means that the United States, though we are only 4.3% of the total global population, we have more than 25%. More than a quarter of all cases of coronavirus across the world are here in the United States because Donald yeah. Trump has made America great again. That's uh, inept leadership. 
for like I, I just I don't I don't I don't think anybody understands the scale of abject failure that we've seen from this president. He can't do a fucking thing right. He can't do anything right. And except be an asshole. Well, he, <laughs> he keeps he keeps the notion of well we gotta uh, we gotta be positive, gotta stay positive, stop being negative about this. If you keep reporting those numbers, that's just negative. It's like yeah, it's cause it's not a good thing. I mean, if the object of the game were to kill as many of your citizens, to kill and infect as many of your citizens as possible, all while inciting racial hatred and division. He'd be world champion, you know, Bolsonaro would come in second, followed by, I don't know, maybe, maybe Putin, maybe (laughs) what's the name of the the dude in the Philippines? Oh, I can't ever pronounce his name. I can't remember what it is. He's a huge douchebag too, but I mean, as far as having the worst fucking result, Across the globe, the U.S. is unparalleled. We are so much worse than any other country right now on the face of the planet as far as our handling of the pandemic. And we're not getting any better at it. No. Remember about two months ago where Trump was like, oh, yeah, we won't even hit 100,000 deaths. Yeah, they're saying, you know, it it might be be between 60 to, you know, upwards of maybe 80,000 deaths. And, of course, that was... Revised after he had initially said, I think like thirty thousand, thirty or forty thousand. Well, then, then of course he doubled that. Just and, like religion, yeah. you got to keep pushing it. Once it's like, oh, we've hit that boundary. So what I actually meant was this. Yeah, the world world was supposed to end yesterday, and it didn't. Uh, I received a new revelation that it's going to occur yep. sometime in the next five to five hundred years. Yeah, my math was off a little bit. <laughs> I just. I, I couldn't get over, like when I saw this on the news last night, that we have more than a quarter of all coronavirus cases here in the United States. Out of yeah. out and, of and so, all of these other hugely populated countries, you know, out of China, uh, India, all of these yeah. other countries that have massive, massive populations of people packed in super densely with terrible, terrible health systems. And the United States is held up as this beacon of our health system is the best in the world. Our government is the best in the world. And look at where we are now with the virus. Yeah. Countries are looking elsewhere to world leaders. You're your superpowers. As far as the virus is concerned, you're safer living in a shack in India right now than you are living in the Probably. United States. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand how more people aren't just out in the streets raging about this, that we are, we well, have because, the very worst record on smart this. enough to stay inside and be away from this. Oh yeah. Well, but then I, I can't understand how there is even a single person anywhere on social media commenting on anything trying to defend that we shouldn't be wearing masks. We shouldn't get vaccinated. Oh. We shouldn't, socially distanced we shouldn't try to stay isolated as much as possible like do they just those people are all over the place especially after that stupid fucking pandemic thing came out yeah people are people are just dumb republicans have have we've we've allowed (laughs) it's not just that republicans are awful 
Everybody else has enabled Republicans to be as awful as they are and to make our population as stupid as it is. Americans are painfully fucking stupid about so many different things. The virus and vaccinations being right at the top of my list right now for the predicament that we find ourselves in, right? For as awful as things are now, it's because people are so fucking stupid about it. Well, I have some good news for you, Dan. What's that? Um, since our, we don't want our people to be stupid. Well, preferably. Sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd, so, I'd much rather that we had a well-educated populace. Yeah. yeah it would make things yeah, so much so our easier. Dear leader, <laughs> our dear leader thinks it's, it's very important that all schools reopen. All schools matter, Ryan. So they're going to open all the schools back up again. And if they don't open up the way our dear leader wants them to, he's going to take funding away from them, which yeah. I don't know how he can do that. Oh, yeah. I heard I heard some vague mention that that Trump was saying that if that in states where they don't reopen public schools, he'll withhold federal funding. If you yeah, don't put your children and everyone else in by the state for your taxes. Yeah. If you don't put more people in danger, I'm not going to give you money. I'm only going yep. to give you money if you put people in danger. We'll just call it the education games, okay? That's what it is now. Who wants to volunteer as tribute and go back to school? Anyone? Anyone? Holy shit. Apparently Herbert volunteered Utah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got this article uh, from, comes from, Jesus, comes to us from the Salt Lake <laughs> Tribune. Headline says, Governor Gary Herbert requires masks for all in K in K to 12 schools this fall but does not impose statewide mandate. As Utah reports 601 new confirmed cases of the coronavirus and four new deaths, Governor Gary Herbert announced his decision to expand his limited mask mandate to include students, faculty, staff, and visitors at K-12 schools. All people inside Utah's public schools must wear face masks while in buildings or on school buses when classes resume this fall, he said at a Thursday news conference. Well, we certainly want to make sure they have whatever's necessary to have a safe environment where they can learn, Herbert said. But he stopped short of a statewide mandate for all Utahns in public, instead challenging residents to reduce the seven-day rolling average of new COVID-19 cases to below 500 by August 1st when school opens in many parts of the state. That average now stands at 585 cases. And I thought we were supposed to try to be below 200 cases to get things reopened or it was either two or 400. Well, they, right? they had to, they had to push that number up a, or up a bit because, <laughs> uh, it's not going to drop that to that number. Yeah. Like well, when this all first started, it was like, Oh, we're getting like 30 cases a day. Yeah. Well, and I, now it's 600 cases a day. Yeah. Well, and like I say, though, I, I recall that they had set the number and I apologize. I can't remember if it was either 200 or four cases or 400 cases that they set this, this number as, you know, once we have fewer than it was either 400 or 200 cases per day, then we'll know that it's safe to begin reopening everything. Well, yeah. when we didn't get to those numbers, they were like, well, it's still not very bad here. So we can reopen now. And yeah, yeah. now we're, now we're close to 600 cases a day. And they're just still pushing forward and saying, not only are we going to yep. reopen businesses, now we're going to push kids into schools. So good luck, everybody. And and our dear leader was saying, well, our kids have these 
really good, very strong immune systems. It's like, okay, let's take that as true. The <laughs> students have good immune systems, but what about the teachers, the staff, the janitors, the lunch ladies, everyone else in that school that can possibly be getting sick and transferring it around to them and taking it home? Yeah, it's not like the, it's not like, once you push everybody back into schools, if they happen to catch it or spread it around at the school, it's going to fucking stay there, right? They're going yeah. to go home. They're going to go back and visit their parents and their grandparents and their cousins. Yeah. And their parents are going to be going back to work because now their kids are back in school. And so then they'll be spreading it yeah. around. Does How the fuck does he think this is going to make anything better at all? How, do, how, how does he uh, not I see that this is going to just make things so much fucking worse? Yeah. Especially when if you get a teacher who has been sick uh, and the teacher has to quarantine, does, do all the people that that teacher came in contact with also have to quarantine? So if a single teacher comes down with COVID at that school, it's basically that entire fucking school now quarantined. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm a crazy person, right? Like, because we can look at, we can look at these numbers and go, the United States is the very worst by miles yeah. by miles were so much worse than all of the other countries on the face of the planet. And instead of looking at those and going, Ooh, yeah, that's bad. There's going to be a lot of dead people. And we've already lost over 130,000 people dead to this virus. How many untold other tens of thousands or perhaps hundreds of thousands of people who will have lifetime complications now because of this, if they yeah. didn't die. And instead of, telling people to stay home and wear masks it's no only kids have to wear masks when they go to school but you also have to go to school we're going to make you go to school and start spreading this around inside our schools so that you can take it home and give it to your parents great fucking idea and spencer cox as far as i understand it the lieutenant governor under this fucking shitbag who is the head of utah's covid19 coronavirus response team Won the election for governor. Fuck me, man. Yep. What the fuck is going on? I, honestly, uh, like, I feel like I'm going a little Herbie. I feel like I'm going crazy. Like, I feel like a, a crazy person because I can see what's going on. And our leaders are just like, eh, it's fine. People Need are dying. Money. People are going to die either way. You know, we can't, we can't, you know, sacrifice the economy. We got to sacrifice grandma instead. Yeah. We got to sacrifice mom and you know, dad, we, aunts and uncles. I think I might have a, a, a solution. What's that? We need to build a whole shitload of monuments, one in every city to the 1918 pandemic. Because apparently if there isn't a statue of it, it didn't happen. <laughs> and we are doomed to repeat it again. That's the whole reason that we're the having reason. That we're having a pandemic There's now. No 1918 pandemic statues in every town. So people <laughs> forgot. Oh. You have to have a statue of it or it didn't happen. Damn it. See, and now we're now that we're taking down statues of these Confederate soldiers, obviously that means that slavery is going to come back in like 50 years. Exactly. And they're going to be like Second Civil War, what are you talking about? We haven't had one yet. There's no <laughs> statue of that. <laughs> Oh man. Like really, do, I I just I don't get it. I don't understand how our leaders 
can be this fucking terrible and people still support them. Uh, I, I think they're just going with our standard economic platform, which a lot of people seem to agree with, which is a profit before people. That's awful. That's kind of the American way. That's awful, right? I mean, and, and we're seeing this from, from right wing conservative religious type people, right? The ones who say that they care about humanity and people and religion yeah. is this good and wonderful source of, of spreading joy and happiness and redemption to everybody and, and letting everybody know, have you heard the good news? The good news about Jesus, <laughs> that Jesus is going to uh-huh. save us all. He's, he's going gonna to be a Chick-fil-A tonight. He's going to, you know, make our country the very worst as far as coronavirus cases and deaths. But after that, maybe he'll save us all. Maybe. Yeah. If we just sacrifice enough people to appease him and keep our economy strong, then maybe he'll save us. That's, that's what's going to happen. We just need to pray harder and go back to work in school and be careful. And then I mean, Jesus will save us. I, I look at conservatives have been brainwashed to think that, uh, how do I put it? Like raising the minimum wage. That's a bad thing. It's bad for companies. Yeah, but it's good for you or healthcare. No, that's bad. That's bad. We don't need that. Well, no, but that's, that's something that's good for you. Like, You've been brainwashed to think that corporations need to be this big, thriving, fucking giant thing. And as long as they're doing good, you're going to do good. And vote against everything in your best interest and always in the best interest of the super wealthy in this country. Because they brainwash you to think that if they're doing good, you're doing good. But you never see it happen. Trump's sexual obsessions may destroy the earth. We should be running down this horrible little dictator. But the point is that the president has small genitals, and if you think we have a horrible, demonic creature, you better think again. I'm Bryce Barkenagel. Have you ever wondered if Joseph Smith was drugging the early Mormons? Turns out it might be possible when you have a fantastic congregation that is witnessing angels floating around in the rafters and think that the temple is on fire and they're running out in the snow and writhing around on the ground naked. Yeah, it turns out... Drugs might be the best explanation. Be sure to check out my Sunstone Symposium presentation on the Joseph Smith Entheogen Theory by punching that into any YouTube browser. And thank you so much for checking that out, and be sure to check out the Naked Mormonism podcast. This is The Godless Revolution. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So what was it? Was it was it two or three weeks ago that I had watched his, his briefing and then had made a bunch of comments on it, and that was when he... He said that he was not going to put out a statewide mandate, but that he was going to allow cities or counties to request that a mandate be yeah, instituted that, there. And and then he would review two weeks ago. Was that two weeks ago? So two, I think it was two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, he refused to do a statewide mandate, but allowed Salt Lake and Summit counties to, to institute a mandate. Yeah. Right? They're the only counties currently with a mandate that everybody should wear a mask in public. 
And when he did it at that time, he said, well, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I think people will just do the right thing and they're going to wear masks. And of course they haven't yeah. been. So nope. Salt Lake and Summit County instituted that you have to wear a face mask. So in his, in his thing today, he said, at this time, I choose to not make this a statewide mandate. I'm going to give the people of Utah the opportunity to show what kind of people they are. Motherfucker, they've had that opportunity for months now, and our numbers keep going up. Do you think yeah. just you magically getting behind a podium and saying, well, come on, everybody, you really should use them. Do you think that's going to fucking change anything? They've been hearing that for months now. It doesn't fucking matter because people like him, people like our governor, people like the president, people like our, our governor who is supporting the president don't fucking care. They have convinced no. people that it's not a big deal, that it's not much worse than the flu, that masks don't do anything, that vaccines are terrible and dangerous. And it's just getting worse. They have educated people to be fucking stupid. They've, they've, they've taught people to be stupid. The one thing people in Utah and the rest of the United States have learned over the last 20 years is to be stupid. Yeah. They, they, they keep handing a toddler matches. And the toddler keeps burning the house down. But you keep, you keep giving him matches to see if he'll uh, be responsible this time. Matches don't burn houses, Ryan. People burn houses. <laughs> yeah. God. And, and irresponsible people. Oh, man. I just, I don't, I honestly, I just don't fucking get it. I'm going crazy. I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Gonna go somewhere else. Seriously, man. I, I mean, we can go to Canada. Canada's doing really good. Uh, the article Europe's numbers are way down. Well, the article yeah. continues and says the Republican leader had previously mandated face coverings at all state-run buildings, including liquor stores and offices of higher education. He has also granted permission to officials in Salt Lake, Summit, and Grand. Oh, Grand County apparently is also uh, have, has a mask requirement, as well as to leaders in the southern Utah town of Springdale, the gateway to Zion National Park. The state will be offering one million in grants to produce public service announcements. To encourage mask use, Herbert said, we're saying we're at this crossroads. We're at a place where we can control our destiny and not rely on a mandate, he said. Herbert said all 41 school districts in Utah must develop a plan with some flexibility to support mask wearing and regularly clean and disinfect their schools. He acknowledged it will be more difficult to get younger grades, such as kindergartners, to wear masks. Fuck me. Yeah. He said educators will be asked to find the best ways to carry out the order. He's the governor of the fucking state. He's the one forcing people back into schools. And then not yep. only is he forcing them back into schools, he's forcing them to come up with a solution on how to do it safely. Fuck him. What yep. a fucking prick. My God. Yeah. I guess it's good that I haven't been paying much attention to the news because this is making me, this is putting me in a fucking rage. The governor said he a little crazy. I just, I, I, oh my God. The governor said he now believes <laughs> that the state made a mistake in its planning for coronavirus restrictions in that we identified by the four color, by the four color coding of red, then orange, then yellow, then green. We identified them by risk. I think that's given us misinformation as people 
as far as what we are doing and how we go about our lives. Motherfucker, you are the one who set that shit up. Yes. Yes, he did. Most of the state is he's in... acknowledging he made a mistake, but he's not fucking fixing it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I fucked up. Uh, now you guys figure out how to fix it. And also make your yeah. kids go to school. And I understand that little kids are going to have a hard time wearing masks, but you guys are just going to have to fucking figure that shit out for yourselves. Pray. Maybe Jesus and, will help you. And he could institute a statewide mask mandate, but he's not going to. The article continues yeah. and says, most of the state is in the yellow category. What people thought when they heard yellow is, ah, low risk, Herbert said. We've probably dropped our guard a bit and gotten a little complacent. Now with new cases, the trend is going in the wrong direction, he said. Yeah. The concern is the same today as it was back in March. Then why the fuck aren't you doing something about it? Other than making it worse. You're just making it worse. Yeah, it didn't go to yellow and people were like, ah, it's safe now. No, you gave them the false impression it was safe. He said he hopes people will take up the challenge to reduce the spread of the virus, not because government is compelling us to do it, but because it's the right thing to do. We care about each yeah. other. We've demonstrated that in barking? times past. We need to demonstrate that same kind of caring today. Clergy. Like the Mountain Meadow Massacre? <laughs> yeah. Clergy, healthcare professionals, and business leaders have all urged Utahns to wear masks, he added. Lowering the case rate, quote, will allow us to ensure that we have capacity in the healthcare system, that we don't overwhelm it, Herbert said. If the rate doesn't drop, Herbert said, he fears he will have to make more dire decisions to roll back the economic reopening or mandate the wearing of masks. The state's economic you reopening plan, he said, only works if we as individuals take the responsibility to do our part. Which they won't. If the average case rises above 800, Herbert said, the state may have to restore restrictions. So if it's more than double the number that we previously required to reopen, then yeah. maybe we'll go, then maybe we'll ease off on reopening and, and, you know, start, start making some other dire decisions versus the ones and that are just, you know, having people number, die now. Yeah. When we reach that number, he'll push it to a thousand probably. Thursday's new cases follow Wednesday's record rise of 722. The new deaths reported by the Utah Department of Health bring the state's total to 205. Last week, Herbert had broached the topic of requiring masks in public places statewide after a continuing spike in new cases since Memorial Day. Health experts say that masks are one of the most effective ways to slow the spread of the virus. Hospitals in the state are also, are also have pushed... <laughs> uh, Poorly written. That's exactly what it says. Hospitals in the state are also have pushed for masks and have started their own campaign with the mask up Utah hashtag. But Utah's top legislative leaders announced Wednesday that they oppose a statewide mandate. Seven day rolling averages more use is a more useful marker for watching trends. Say the state's epidemiologist, Dr. Angela Dunn, the current positive rate of tests is 9.9%. She said, and then it shows a graph of the numbers here in Utah. And it's just, Going. it's like 45 degrees right up. Yeah. No signs of I slowing. I feel bad for scientists right now. 
right? They've got to feel more crazy than I do right now. Like you hired me to do like, a fucking we're job. Telling you, <laughs> you hired me to do this job, and I'm fucking telling you what you need to do, and you're not listening yeah. to me. So, what the fuck is the point of me being here? Yeah, you pass like, butter. We're giving you the best information <laughs> we have, and telling you the best way to be cautious with this, and you're not fucking listening. What is my it's purpose? Getting worse. What is my purpose? You pass butter. <laughs> <sighs> At the Thursday news conference, Dunn also announced the state's healthy Utah app will stop using location tracking, a feature that was not popular and therefore not helpful yeah. in following the spread of coronavirus. Of 27. People don't understand how contact, contact tracing, tracing works. Were. Yeah. Of 27,356 Utahns who have tested positive for COVID-19, 15,661 are considered, quote, recovered. That is, they have survived for at least three weeks after being diagnosed. Congratulations. <laughs> good job. Here's we a wheelchair. We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be, but <laughs> good luck. My God. I just, I don't, I, fuck, Ryan. Things are bad, well, man. Here, Here's here's my positive take on this. Yeah. If I get COVID-19, uh-huh. one of the side effects seems to be that you can't taste or smell anything anymore. So maybe I would actually start eating vegetables. <laughs> That'd Bacon be would lose its appeal? Yeah. Because I can't taste it. Be like, well, maybe I'll eat healthy now. <laughs> oh, my God. I just. I can't say I don't like the taste of it because I can't taste it. I just, I don't. I don't know what else to say. Like, it's... We have a monster in the White House and people are following his lead. The world is fucking terrible. And it yeah. doesn't seem to be getting any better. I, I, the, the most encouraging thing that I can point to lately are just Donald Trump's polling numbers, but he doesn't seem very bothered by them. He just keeps plowing ahead with being the world's biggest asshole. Well... He did go a little irate today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because uh, the Supreme Court ruled that his uh, financial filings could be given to that uh, case against him in New York. That's been going on since before he was president. Uh-huh. It had a 7-2 to two, uh, decision. Yeah, which, with uh, Alito and Kavanaugh Thomas. And Gorsuch were on the side of a yes, yeah. they can be released, so... Yeah, Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito were the two dissenting, dissenting. opinions in this case. Like, but, they're just, they're the worst. Like, Alito and Thomas are just the worst judges that we have on the bench, for sure. They're just awful fucking people. And dumb. But like, I still find it funny that the people that Trump put in there that, that he thought would be on his side of everything haven't been on his side of everything, <laughs> which... Well, he's just I'm made it. Like, he's made it so difficult for them to be on his side because he's he's not even yeah. just a little bit wrong about something, right? Like he's he's rewriting or trying to rewrite the way our country operates and has operated since its inception. Yeah, and it's not like, in a good way. Like he, they're not positive changes. They're all glaringly, horrifyingly, fucking awful things that he's doing. Yeah. Which makes it that much yeah, more like, difficult for them to try to agree with him and work with him on different things. If they want to are, try to maintain any semblance at all of being arbiters of justice and law. Yeah. 
I mean, because part of the SCOTUS decision says uh, the president is neither absolutely immune from state criminal subpoenas seeking his private papers, nor entitled to a heightened standard of need. So, yeah, they basically told him, you are not above the fucking law. But we're still going to do what we can to protect you by yeah. not really, you know, making this decision by ourselves. We're just going to kick it back down to the lower court. I'd say they were right, but the, the, the one issue is we won't know what's in there probably until after the election. Right. Because this is going to a grand jury, which will be kept private. Yeah, and there will be a lot of political wrangling and delays and all of the other bullshit things that go on with this administration. I think I don't think they can delay this any longer. Well, like, yeah, I think I mean, this was just, his last like major delay. That, I mean, this started last year. Yeah, this decision right here. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm reading this, the grand jury can now get the information they requested and continue on with the case. Yeah, but those I mean that the, those records won't be made available to the public until well after the election. No, no, but could possibly the grand jury come to a decision before the election and bring charges forth. Even though we won't know what was in the financial records. That's could they actually bring charges forth before the election? That's a good question. I do not know the answer to that. I will be tuning into uh, serious inquiries only and opening Law arguments. And orderless. Opening arguments. That is the name of their show. My God. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, you mentioned that one quite a bit. Kind of like when you start a case and each side has their opening arguments. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a yeah. legal show. And Andrew and Thomas are awesome. Uh, you know, Andrew is a brilliant legal mind, and he breaks things down very well and explains things very well. And Thomas asks a lot of great questions. It's a great show, and, and then I'm sure they'll break it down and, and share a lot of great information about it and explain it to us all, all the rest of us non-lawyers, about how this may have been good or really bad or somewhere in between. But I just... The world's gone crazy, man. I'm just... That's that's why I spend all my days in my garage, in my happy place, woodworking. Well, yeah. Like, it's... I, I've been super busy. I've been all consumed with, you know, planning this project and, and with work and everything. And so I just haven't had time to pay much attention to the news or be on social media for the last week or so. And it's been nice. Like, I've, I've felt better mentally. Like, I'm not... Less stressed. Yeah, I'm less stressed. I'm less angry. I'm just I, I'm 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 tired of it. And then and like even trying to prepare for this show that I love doing. I love talking to you and Matt when when Matt's available to join us. Hopefully he's doing all right. But I miss seeing you guys. But you know it, this this has traditionally been a little a little cathartic session for me once a week. That you know yeah. I can just come down into the basement and hang out with you guys and we rant and rave about you know, religion and politics and how everything is terrible. And the people who are religious are hugely ignorant and damaging to the rest of society around them. And with all of the things that have been going on with the virus and politics lately, like my atheist activism and thoughts around all of that have been so sub subordinated to everything else that's going on politically and health wise that it almost seems silly to come down here and, 
and talk about what religious people are thinking and doing because it's like they're not, you know, right now the ones who are causing the most damage to anything in the United States right now, well, it's politics and ineffectual leadership from the very top and our stupid goddamn populace. Yeah. But the religious groups certainly aren't helping. Well, yeah. And it's, and, and certainly, you know, religious beliefs and all of the beliefs that stem from having a religious belief lead people into believing this horribly stupid bullshit, you know, to, to not understanding or believing science because their religious yeah. leaders tell them that it's wrong. <laughs> God will fix and yeah. save you. You know, it's they religion has religion along with Republicans and their pushing of religion and support of religion has led people and the world to where we are now, led our country to where we are now with more than a quarter of all cases on the planet being located here in our country that we only represent just over 4% of the total population of the planet. It's nuts, but that'll wrap things up for us this evening. I'm just frustrated and disappointed and mad and sad. And I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm not in a very good headspace right now, man. Like I was feeling good until I started looking at the news today after, you know, after not really paying a whole lot of attention to the news over the last few days and then paying quite a bit of attention to it in preparation for the show. And while we were recording, and it just uh, I'll 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 pay you a visit this next week and make you feel better. <laughs> That'd be great, Ryan. <laughs> just it just got me a little sideways, man. I'm just I'm I'm I think what it is more than anything else is realizing that I was too much of an idealist. I was I was too Pollyannish about stuff. I had this I had this belief for so long that People were basically good. Most people are basically good. And I, I still think that is true. Most people are basically good. I just had an overinflated number in my head or percentage of people who are basically good. I figured it was like 80, 90%. And it turns out it's like 55, maybe 60%. (laughs) It's, it's still a majority, but just barely, just barely. And it, and that number seems to get nature. Yeah. And that, and that, that percentage seems to get lower all the time. And now I'm just making myself more depressed Uh, about it. (laughs) The fuck man. Shit happened. I'm going to go hang out with my dogs and look at more tools and order supplies and eat a pizza. Start, start writing out my plans more for the, for the stuff and eat a pizza. Yeah. I'll order pizza for tonight. We haven't had pizza for a bit. Oh Yeah. Well, to wrap things up for us this evening, before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because all of them all very much. That would be Alan Firth, Christy Kalbach, Gaytheist, Stephen Andrews, Let Them Eat Kofefe, Do a Skeptical Chap, Vanessa, Don't Be a Richard, Ali Olsen, John McCullough, A new new, a newbie. Thanks, John. Welcome aboard, man. We're, yeah. I was really excited to see that we got a new patron during the, during the COVID and when we're not pumping out shows as regularly as we were and sound quality's not as great and our topics are all over the place and I'm scattered and feeling yeah. really terrible. 
but that was that was awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> you you caught us at a weird time, so I'm glad that even at a weird time, you thought the show was worthy of of giving us some money. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vonopich. Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Oh wait, yep, I missed one in there. <laughs> now do you um, know where you are? Are you uh, Megan Mitchell? Yeah. Uh, Tim Jacobson. <laughs> Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Taylor Grin. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. Corey Ebert. Nico Gonzalez. Freethinker215. And Freethinker215 also is listed as a patron under Martin Pr- Martin Prince and Sherry and Terry support the Secular Student Alliance. So you may want to fix that. If you need us to refund you, you know, if you were charged accidentally because you're listed twice, let me know and I can refund you whatever. And, and we'll get that taken care of. Also, thank you very much. Freethinker two one five for sending us a, a, a pledge on PayPal, which led me to actually finally create a PayPal account for the show. So you out there in the listening audience, if you, would like to contribute gifts of money to us because you're awesome and think that it may improve my mood. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't like Patreon or anything else. You can now send us money through PayPal by using the godless revolution at gmail.com email address to find us on PayPal and send us money. And you can set that to be recurring. If you would like also, I understand there are various ways and things that you can do with PayPal, but I, don't know if I need to set anything up for that. I know that I set up a PayPal account with that and the people can send us money there now and I will have to look yeah. into it a bit more, but that's, yeah. that's an available option for people now, if they would like to do that. <laughs> if, if you are listening right now to me rambling about it and can see that I clearly have no fucking idea what I'm talking about, it would be awesome if you could shoot us an email with more information or tips and tricks and like a like a beginner's guide to PayPal 101 for dummies like Dan to to get that all taken care of. <laughs> Thank you very much in advance. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you for joining me, Ryan. I hope yeah. you enjoy oh, the next welcome. few days at work. I hope they're not too busy or hot for you. Well, they're going to be hot, but hopefully not busy. Yeah. Still in quarantine. Yeah. And so until next week, crucify people who try to rob you of your vote leave us a review and fucking vote our fucking lives depend on it and rate the show five times a day toward fucking voting people november is coming up make sure you're registered if you need more information about it send me an email send me a message personally and i will find the information you need to personally register where you need to go for polling how you can get an absentee ballot i will do all that legwork for you dear listener, because I think it's vitally important that you vote this year. Yeah. So please do that. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe, everybody. Wear a mask.